Good morning, good morning, happy Sunday. Here we are another Sunday in the chilly month of January, and I would like to welcome you all back to Weightless in Mind, Body, and Spirit with Dr. Carol Penn, yours truly. I'm excited about today's show, excited to be here. And let's see, we've got one who has joined us. Let's see who's going to be peeking their eyes open, although it's certainly nice to stay under the covers on Sunday mornings, right? Get a little extra shut eye. Oh, my goodness. And what is weightless in mind, body, and spirit? Well, as you know, I'm doubly board certified in family medicine and obesity medicine. I'm also a master movement meditation and mindset coach. So the nod to the medical side is in the world of obesity medicine, there's that one thing that has been discovered and analyzed that impacts so, so many multiple systems. So we know that losing just a small percentage of the not so healthy fat on the body, the kind that's kind of hanging out on the belly, secondary to stress and inflammation, something that we talk a lot about on this show, addresses that medical side. But we also address the side that has to do being weightless and feeling weightless in mind, body, and spirit. And as many of you know, I am putting together a very special medical practice and opportunity that has four fundamentals. One fundamental is food is medicine. Another fundamental is arts and beauty as medicine. Another fund fundamental is meditation as medicine. And today's show is going to focus around the fourth fundamental, movement as meditation, the opportunity. You know, I talk about that in lots of forms and, and whatnot. And our special guest this morning is my teacher, the teacher needs a teacher. I'm going to introduce you to Francesco. He's waiting backstage. But let me see. We've got a couple of folks who've joined us. Good morning, Victoria. And thank you so much for being at my mom's services yesterday. Delaware in the house. This is one of our nation's top occupational therapist. Good morning, Martha. So good morning. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning, Martha. Welcome to the show. Hashtag Meditation Nation. Good morning, Patricia. Welcome to the show. I know you were particularly excited about this, Patricia. So welcome. Good morning, Dr. Dietrich. Dr. Dietrich, America's relaxation doctor. So it's exciting to see people waking up and and popping on. So remember you all, you want to say hello, drop your comments in the chat, even let us know where you're from and share widely. So just start inviting some of your community to come on because we do know, at least in my world, that movement is my medicine. All right. So it is time for me to introduce our guest, and I'm so honored. I'm so honored because this is my teacher. And one of the things that we do in Qigong is we acknowledge our lineage. And we're going to talk all about that in a moment. But I've forgotten. I do always want to offer 
Um, I'll do this after Francesco is on screen because I do want to offer a land acknowledgement. It's so important that we remember to be inclusive of what and who has gone before. All right. All right. So I'm going to put this on, go to my little banner here. I'm so excited to be with you. Yes. Yes. So my guests. Francesco Gary Garopoli is an internationally recognized Qigong and meditation instructor, yoga practitioner, musician, brainwave researcher, author, lecturer, doctor of divinity, and wellness advocate, chairman emeritus and senior advisor to the National Qigong Association and current chairman of the Qigong Institute. Francesco is featured in a series of award-winning instructional Qigong DVDs and is the author of Qigong, Essence of the Healing Dance. So you can see why I love him already, right? And Dao of the Ride on his experiences living in China, India, Hawaii, and Thailand. Studying with elder healing masters since the mid-1970s, Francesco offers acclaimed Qigong workshops, as well as private online sessions and Qigong instructor certification programs in the U.S. and Europe and Qigong study and healing retreats around the world. An Emmy award-winning producer, Francesco's Qigong documentary aired on PBS TV with over 88 million viewers and his current videos can be seen on his YouTube channel, which I'll be giving to you very shortly. So learn more about Francesco at www.communityawake.com. So let's say good morning and welcome. Let's bring him backstage. He's backstage in the green room. And there he is. <laughs> good. Hey, Carol. Hey, hey, hey. Good morning. Good morning. Thank you so much for getting up early on your mountaintop to, to join us. It's beautiful. It's beautiful to be here. And I honor everyone who's gotten up early. But people like you, it's no big deal because you get up early. You're so full of energy. I don't know how you do it. But um, I'm very happy to be here and awake and alert with you guys. Uh, yeah, well, I feel like, you know, the best part of my day happens before 8 a.m. Uh, you know, I, I really love the mornings. I love I love sunrise. So my brand colors are, you know, the colors of a, a sunrise. Um, and it's on this journey with my mom these last six oh months, I have just so learned that a human life has a finite number of sunrises and sunsets. Mm. And I don't want to miss too many of them. It's like the universe and God bookends our day with such incredible beauty. That beauty is medicine. That beauty is transformative. And, to you know, it's right there. It's right there. And to not take that in, what a shame. What a shame. And so many of us don't stop. To, to take that in. So a practice that I did uh, start on this journey was to be outdoors at sun, sunrise and to take a walk at sunset. And it could be just brief, you know, five, 10, 15 minutes, but to stop and to breathe with God in those moments. Mm, it's beautiful. Yes. I always do my morning practice every morning, no matter what the weather is at sunrise. 
and it's winter time right now so it's really a time to go into that yin place you know and so going out in the snow at 7:22 in the morning and doing your movement as the sun's coming up over the mountains is magical and and the idea of saying it's too cold or i'm too tired you know all these these sort of self-deprecating challenges we put on ourselves are indicative of all the ways we shortcut ourselves out of our freedom, our joy, and our potential. Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, I would like, um, so, all right, beloveds, you know I'm a Jersey girl, stalwart Jersey girl. So, Francesco was a Jersey guy. So, we, you know, we have that connection as well. So, how is it that a little boy from New Jersey and because I say, how is it a little girl from, you know, Red Bank, New Jersey, right. ends up in this world of Qigong? What, what's a little bit of your story? I think our viewers would be really interested and fascinated about, by that. Well, I, you know, I think we're, we're all the same. We're all inquisitive little kids at heart, right? And you either shut down that inquisitive side of you or you express it. And if you grow up in New Jersey back in the 60s, like I did, You'd ask people, you know, so so tell me about that feeling I get when I close my eyes and I, I have this inner vision. They look at you like, hey, shut up and eat your pasta, you know? So, <laughs> right. So, so most of my answers from adults, even when I went to priests, even when I went to other elders, they kind of looked at me and smiled. But it didn't turn me away from knowing something else was going on. At first, I thought, you know, adults were keeping secrets from me. So I thought it was kind of fun to ask him questions in a new way. But, it, you know, it was really staying vigilant with my own inner questioning and and having to write to these, like, um, I tell the story sometimes about the self-addressed stamp envelopes. Remember those things? You have to write out your address and put it on an envelope, put a stamp on it, mail it off to some correspondence course. And that's how I first learned about Eastern healing. You know, in the 60s, it was tough. So it was a lot of places in California and England, but I would start getting more mail than my dad. And I would start asking these questions and find out that these people didn't know I was a seven or eight year old boy. I was just another person who could write well. So I was getting this great download from interesting people all over the world. So by the time I was in high school, I was well into having my own meditation practice. I had already discovered a lot of things in my inner world and I wanted to be a doctor. So like you, Carol, you know, I, I thought following the medical career and I got a full scholarship to go to, you know, medical school. So I had that whole piece propelling me forward because I thought that's where it lied for me. And I ended up making a bit of a diversion out of allopathic medicine, more into holistic medicine and Eastern studies, we'll call them. So traditional Chinese medicine, um, Eastern healing concepts. And here we are merging together, realizing all these years later that you with your allopathic studies and your spiritual side and me with my spiritual side and my allopathic interests start to merge together. And I think that's when we can really help people by understanding the full rainbow spectrum of what it means to be alive and to heal. 
Absolutely. Just had to unmute myself. I, you know, I couldn't agree more that to me, this is the, this is the opportunity. This is a golden nugget. It's one of the things that really the pandemic provides us because those of us that are going to walk through the parting of the Red Sea have to come up with new ways, new ideas, new, new approaches. And this feels like the lift off point for this merger. You know, people ask me all the time, you know, about that, that journey from dancer to doula mm-hmm. to, to doctor. And for me, it was, again, it was like, a, it was a spiritual answer, a spiritual coming about that, you know, and what came to me was that in you've been a healer for many lifetimes. And in this lifetime, you need to show up in this form because this is what these people at this time in history will recognize so that they can receive and hear and be about the message of life and and movement since I, you know, was a baby. Yeah. My first dance lesson at three has been a part of this uh, transformative tool and power. And I know that during my 20 year career as a dancer, you know, I touched many lives in a particular way. But even that the last 10 years was really about this bridge because I dedicated and focused my practice on working with those who were differently able. And that took me around the world, setting up dance programs for persons who were who were differently abled. And again, because people, you know, blind people dancing, people in wheelchair dancing, deaf people dancing. So that power and that transformation. We have, let's see, someone who was in my class with you who has joined us. So welcome. Good morning, Rob. Good morning. Good morning. Oh, right on. Hey, Rob. Yes, yes. Patricia is saying, nice to meet you, Francesco. Thanks for joining us this morning. Well represented this morning. Oh, my dearest husband, my true love, my heart. And again, thank you for everything you have done on this journey with my mom, DM. DM is awesome. All right. So what is this? So uh, Patricia is saying most youth today would ask what a SACE is, S-A-S-E. My aide did not know how to use a letter opener. No kidding. <laughs> Maybe not even know where to buy a stamp for heaven's sakes. Oh, I know. I know. I know. Uh, so DM, collaborators in light will create pathways for global evolution revolution. Bravo. Amen. So let's talk a minute um, uh, about that. So perhaps um, from your ex- vast experience, what is Qigong and what specifically is the opportunity that we have in bringing this particular movement form forward? You know, like, you know, why not something else that people might call exercise? You know, movement, in my opinion, all movement is not, created equally and this has a very specific way that it can bring about transformation yeah well you know we're, we're all each other's teachers so we know that so whatever role i played in helping you get certified as an organ cleansing qigong instructor was my blessing and my gift and i learned so much from you carol so w- we all have different roles in this life and sometimes we have to assume our leadership role in how to inspire other people. So for me, I was always looking for what a system or a, 
a packaging could be to help people efficiently get over their blockages and discover their beauty. And so Qigong became that for me. As I studied, as I went to China, I hung out with these elder masters, many of them over 80, most of them over 90. Lo Yoming was 105. She was a goddess, four and a half foot tall powerhouse. And what they all had in common was this concept called Qigong. And Qigong is more than a thing. It's it's a concept. It's a it's a an understanding that when you access your breath efficiently, when you understand about movement and your body efficiently, and you bring in this thing called yi, this is a concept some people might think of as mind or intention or mindfulness, but the, the etymology of the word yi, the character yi, Y-I, means to bring chi to mind. That's the actual meaning. It's a really cool concept. So that means now I've got my breath, I've got movement, and I've got a way to access this life force energy called chi and bring it into my awareness and direct that awareness for my highest good. Mm-hmm. So I loved it because I love to dance too, you know, and I wrote my first book, as you said, Essence of the Healing Dance, because it's a dance and dance is joyful. Work sounds heavy. Exercise sounds like, oh, God. But dance, <laughs> right? Dance is like, yeah, baby, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to bring myself into some joyful expression of this body, this temple. And we know so many problems in life come from the sedentary lifestyle that's come from this computer, driving cars, all the things that get our core shut down and in our heart gets shut down. And now we're starting to learn science about the vagus nerve and how our deep diaphragmatic breathing access the vagus nerve, part of our central nervous system, and then drives this nervous system energy up to the heart, to the sinoatrial nerve. And all of a sudden, there's heavy science behind the benefits of deep breathing, movement at your core, and increasing your heart rate variability for managing and transforming stress. Uh, I mean... How logical can it be? We need to be on this path from young age right on through. Absolutely. Absolutely. The earliest ages. Would you mind just like taking us through a guided breath so that our viewers can experience the way you might take someone just through, you know, even, you know, something short, like five minutes, you know, breaths. You guys ready? Would you like that? Would you like that? We've got a couple more comments. Yeah, good morning, Dr. Tanya. Welcome. Good morning. Blessings and peace to all. And yes, yes, Patricia. Yes, that is self-addressed temple. Right? <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah, I know. People are like, what? You know, we got some young folks on here. <laughs> all right. So good morning, Dr. Kathy. Sleepy good morning from Wisconsin. Thanks for teaching Dr. Carol, who is a leader teaching us. Thank you so much. Thank you. All right. So I think we're ready. I think we're all ready. Okay. So I ask you to close your eyes and go inside a little bit. You know, we're always inside, but we forget that inner part of our beauty and our dance. And sometimes to really do the outer dance, we need to understand the inner dance. The inner dance can be most 
tangibly access through our breath. And there's ways to make efficient that breath. So I ask you to place your tongue, the tip of your tongue against the hard palate above the upper row of teeth. Just let your tongue find that place, a mindful anchoring of the heart energy. Tip of your tongue moves on an energetic pathway down to your heart. When you find that place of your tongue touching, let that focus gently bring your awareness deep inside your head, deep into the pineal gland, to your third eye. Remember, there's a science behind the spirituality and a spirituality behind the science. They dance hand in hand. So access this body, this beautiful body from the inside and kind of see with your third eye the focal point, the origin point of your breath. We might think it's the lung or the respiratory system, but our breath begins with an intention. And then exhale by gently squeezing your belly, your abdominal muscles Gently squeeze them as you draw the breath out of your body with that squeeze, pushing up against your diaphragm, gently compressing your lungs and the air presses out. And then relax your belly and draw the breath in. Feel the tip of your tongue and bring that inhale back up to your third eye, your inner vision. Exhale, squeeze your belly, compress down in your abdominal region. Again, knowing that you're activating the vagus nerve. You're giving the body its natural stimulus for aligning and strengthening. Let your inhale happen naturally by relaxing your belly, drawing the diaphragm down, filling up the lungs. And follow where this breath goes. Let that inner dance take you around your body. Squeezing on the exhales and relaxing and expanding on the inhales. Let those exhales help you release what no longer serves your highest good. You know what it is. You know what's happening in your life right now. It's been going on the last couple of days, maybe. And just breathe into that. And with a gratitude wave, with a deep heart-centered thank you, say thank you for showing me with my higher self, my intuitive self, the situation I'm going through and remembering that it's just a moment. It's just a perspective. It's just a particular point of view at a grand expression of my life. And exhale and squeeze and release your attachment to it. Inhale and draw in as you connect up with the earth energy. Draw that energy up into your body through the bottom of your feet. 
And exhale and radiate your fullness, remembering that you are infinite consciousness, knowing itself through your human experience. This blessed moment you are in this body, in this mind, in this awareness, in this culture is your unique gift in the expression of that infinite consciousness. And no one can do it like you. And each time you forget, say thank you and bring that breath back to your heart, feeling that tip of your tongue connecting your heart energy. And wrap that loving embrace around your heart and love the place you are in in this moment. No matter what it looks like, it is still an expression of the infinite moving through you. And your body is a fabulous window into that truth. So love this body. And even if your body doesn't look exactly like you might like it to look, Love it for what it is and wake up the potential in every cell through this love. And you'll be amazed at how your body can shift. Our body is a quantum energetic field. Every atom is an energetic vibration. And that coherence that moves through the molecular structure, creating these proteins, creating our DNA, sends out a message. It's been carrying a message epigenetically through your ancestral line. And each breath you take, if you choose, you can tease that vibration into a loving, aligned space. And not only your attitude and your spiritual awareness will change, but your physical body will shift in alignment with this loving gratitude that you carry with each breath. So take one last deep exhale, squeezing and releasing what no longer serves your highest good. And inhale and draw back in and open your eyes and look at beautiful Carol and remember how fortunate we are to be together in this community. Ah. Oh. Oh, thank you. That was powerful. That was powerful. And, you, you know, I, I just, you know, if I could like bottle this and put, put it, you know, this, to me, this is so enlivening. And I, I, I was taken all the way back to before the first breath that there was the first movement of the zygotes you know spinning that spun together the blastocyst you know the coming together of the ovum and the sperm in that spin that they do that when it comes together it initially looks like the symbol yin and yang so this yes you know the way we spin to form that blastocyst that then implants in the lining of our mother's womb or the uterus wow you know that the inner chalice that we that we carry how do we forget that how do we forget that carol how i don't i have no idea i'll never forget when i uh did my first 
human dissection. I'm in the lab. So, you know, I'm in, you know, here I am, in, you know, osteopathic medical school, and we're that time-honored tradition. And I remember opening the chest cavity and feeling like I was inside the most beautiful cathedral. The inside of the human body is so magnificent. And, you know, as you go down through the ribs and, and it's like looking up at the doming of a cathedral, that structure. How, yes, how did we forget how beautifully and magnificently made we are? And, you know, like the tip of the instruction, the tip of the tongue against, you know, resting against the, you know, the hard palate there just above our, our front teeth. And that sensation, that remembrance of the pineal gland. And then that heart line, if you look at the roof of the mouth, there is a line and that line is continuous and it goes down through the body. You know, how do we forget these things? It's right there. It's just like the sunrise and the sunset, literally under our noses at all times, every day. So to be invited into such a beautiful meditation to remind us of that magnificence. And again, it's transformative. It's healed. I know I'm going to live five years longer just because of this morning's meditation. I'm going for 120. I'm going for 120. So yes, we have one of America's top pharmacologist here, Dr. Dawn. Welcome, Dr. Uh, Dawn. And then Patricia saying the best exercise class she ever took was a Qigong class in a pool to peaceful music. So Qigong, Q-I, and then G-O-N-G, Q-I, or sometimes you'll see it spelled C-H-I, G-O-N-G. Good morning, Jimmy, another fabulous dancer and also Jersey guy living in Red Bank, New Jersey and very fond and close to the Burgess family. So Patricia was saying that was beautiful and empowering. So, you know, Francisco and I, we're going to continue our conversations. You can drop in the chat, if you will, what your experience was like or what questions do you have? We heard terminology like epigenetics. I know that's one of Dr. Kathy's favorite things to talk about because we talk about that in terms of how we can understand and alleviate generational trauma and racialized trauma. And we are collaborating. We're going to be keynoting um, with a national conference about Mm -hmm. that at the end of February. So what is it about the epigenetics and what gets passed down from generation to generation? I'd like our viewers to have a deeper understanding of that as well. Yeah. You know, people hear about these new things and they're really not new. My grandma, little Italian lady, she knew about this stuff, but she might not have put it in these words that microbiologists are now putting labels around because we all know we carry stuff with us, right? And we all know about the subconscious. Freud and Jung talked a lot about subconscious, but I'll tell you, not many people know what the subconscious is. They think it's like, a gas cloud that follows you. Like remember that, that uh, Snoopy cartoon with the one character that had that cloud around him all the time. Yes, yes. Right. So people think that's what the subconscious is. It's not. Guess what? Your subconscious lives in your atomic structure, most likely molecular structure in your body. And we're learning this from quantum theory 
as we learn about the quantum field, I mean, it sounds fancy, but it's really just understanding and redefining our body as energy. Again, what grandma used to talk about, what the spiritual masters I've studied with all around the world have said, now we're seeing it in science. What does this mean? The atom is an energetic field. We know it's more space than it is solid. That field comes together in a particular alignment to create what we call molecules, bunches of atoms. Those molecules come together with a purpose and intention to create things like proteins. These proteins carry information. Actually, they are information. And of course, we know DNA has the information at the pluripotent cells, at the stem cell level, when you talked about your the embryos before, Carol, right? At that level, we are pluripotent cells as an embryo. It carries all the information about a human body. And slowly, those cells differentiate. That means a pluripotent cell, like a rainbow, becomes purple. That rainbow peels off and becomes a liver cell, a heart cell, a stomach cell, a bone cell, blah, blah, blah. Guess what happens? Each time that differentiation takes place, there's a particular vibration in that unique differentiation that seems to vibrate with an informational packet. It's weird, but that packet carries, and this was, doesn't make sense yet, but people will start to know how coherent light is part of our atomic structure. It seems to carry something from the parental pathway. It's fascinating. Not just the information about what a liver cell is supposed to look like, but somehow it vibrates at a frequency that will carry something that may play out as what we call anger. All of a sudden, a line starts to be made between traditional Chinese medicine, a little sliver of information, and biochemistry and molecular biology, a little sliver of information, and our intuitive side, a giant sliver of information. Now, trauma carried by past generations moves through this vibrational field and aligns in the different organ systems in our body because of the way they differentiated. They differentiated and those nuclei carry the DNA structures and the chromatins that have a coherent vibration that looks like certain kinds of expressions. Now, knowing that we're energetic bodies means that our work with Yi, we talked about before, our focus, can shift those subtle energies. So in the information crystalline structure of the histone soup, right, that protein folding blob that sits around the DNA, information is held there, not in the genetic information, but in the epigenetic, epi means around, like the epicenter of an uh, earthquake or something. So around our DNA is carrying this information that we have been holding unconsciously, subconsciously over generations. And you have the opportunity to shift it. So the beauty of this is you could be carrying information about your weight about your body view that plays in a subconscious vibration held physically in your body. That can be shift. You can be shifted. You can be played with. You can dance with it. That's why we have to keep using the word dance. So when we do specific movements or pressure points or thought dancing, 
you can start to unravel some of that stuff that's been plaguing you. And you realize it's not that hard. We've been conditioned. Yeah, right, Carol? I mean, we know what our mom has been saying to us, what our father's been saying to us, what the school's been saying, what church has been saying. It's layered on top of you. And then don't even talk about what the government and all this other insanity stuff's been impressing upon us. So let's not go there. Don't even talk about that, Francesco. But let's remember that we have a massive amount of external stimuli and Qigong and these kind of inner dance works are about internally referencing. When we internally reference, we can start to shift amazing things in our life. And that's why healing takes place in a second. Inside. Yeah. Yeah. And that's empowerment, Carol. That's what, that's what real medicine's about. That's why in the ancient times, movement was prescribed to patients by doctors. Herbs, yeah, because people needed something to hold on to. And sometimes a word or a mantra or a prayer. But a movement, that was for much, much longer history of medicine than our short allopathic world of medicine. People were given movement because they knew that kinesthetically, if I move with a thought, it's going to lock in, drive down to my subconscious, get into my heart's involvement with gratitude, and stuff's going to shift. It's beautiful. It is so beautiful. So listen, all the medical professionals out there, I want you all to hear this. Because what I would like to invite my colleagues to do is to into an inquiry of really what is the gold standard. So we're always talking about the gold standard, standard of care treatment. We want to be able to give our patients the gold. This is the cutting edge. This is not not the high blood pressure medication. Not even the mRNA vaccination that's been developed for COVID-19, but this is the cutting. It's an internal job. How do we tap in and get down to our molecular structure? The other thing that's always, uh, people often comment to me, so my, my clients, uh, you know, my patients, those who really are able to get into this part of the journey, oh my goodness, I started meditating. I started just breathing differently every morning. I lost weight. The headaches I've been having have stopped. I didn't do anything, but I started, you know, and I, I, I found that, you know, my dose, I need to do it for eight minutes. After eight minutes, I'm like, oh, my goodness. My doses, after three minutes, so-and-so shifts. This is the cutting edge, folks. Make no mistake about it. It's profound, simple on one level, yet so profound and complex on others. Oh, I started a yoga practice. I lost 10 pounds. Oh, I started Qigong. I wasn't even sweating. I, and I didn't change anything else. I'm still eating that pint of ice cream every night. But it is your, it is learning the language of your molecular structure. And this work, the breath, is the language of your molecular structure. This is how your body listens. This is how your molecules, this is how your DNA is able to receive you. It is through the breath. Again, simple and profound, right, literally right under our noses. And to study with someone like a Francesco 
is to learn how to speak to your molecular structure. This is what I'm teaching. This is at the core of my medical practice. Yes, I can send you down the pathway of both allopathic and osteopathic medicine and, you know, prescribe a pill. I could do that. I could come up with treatment protocols that you recognize because this is what's been layered upon us. But the true work, the true medicine is so much deeper than that. And I've identified for myself, food is medicine, movement is medicine, meditation is medicine, and art and beauty as medicine. Hmm. So, you know, I'm going to prescribe to you, go out, make sure you, you know, make sure you see a month of, of sunrises. And watch what happens in your life. So it's not even like, and it's and it's essentially free. It's you don't have to worry about the copay. But at at any rate, I just want to get to some comments here. All I can say is, wow, wow, thank you, thank you, Dr. Tanya. DM squeezing out of breath. What an with was an enlightening rediscovery. And yes, for some of us, it is a rediscovery. Powerful reminders. I can tell you that when I studied and worked in China, four o'clock in the morning, the parks start to fill up. Yeah. People are out there in their movement practices. If you go to a Chinese medical doctor, you are going to get specific movement recommendation and might give you the prescription too for herbs or for pharmaceutical, or maybe you need surgery, you know, but it's, it's so it's, it's the additional comprehensive approach that I think grew out of wisdom tradition that unfortunately got cut off in allopathic medicine, which is why it's not a a complete system Hmm. and why it fails on a lot of levels, frankly. Hey, Dr. Dietrich says amazing. Dr. Dietrich and I went to medical school together. Oh, sweet. Good. You know, the, the big thing is, that our systems have morphed over the last couple of hundred years and people lost their role in the healing process. To me, that's the biggest thing. And and maybe why I dropped out of medical school, because as I sat with my professors, I kept asking and they would shake their heads. I said, yeah, but what is the patient's role in this process? What, what can the, and because that's where I was coming from. Remember, since a kid, I was doing all my internal work. I was practicing on how I contributed to my life, my healing, my family, my community. All of a sudden, Western medicine became an authoritarian, I'll tell you what to do, and this is what you take. Now, no doctors would really say that. And I've, I've done the rounds with many, many physicians. I have lots of physician friends. I've worked in hospitals. I mean, they don't believe that in their heart, but patients have been conditioned to this. So both parties are party in the problem, right? So you've got patients. I've, I've sat with neurologists or, and I've sat done the rounds with them and I see patients screaming for opioids, screaming to get their pain away. I want it now. I don't care what I have to do. So this, we've allowed this to happen. And I think we're returning back to a certain sanity by helping people know that there are concepts. These aren't woo-woo out there concepts. They are grounded in science. You know, I'm the chairman of the Qigong Institute. It's a nonprofit 
information data collection service. We do some research, but you can go there. Type in pain. You'll get 2,876 references to Qigong, mindfulness, yoga, different ways, beautiful abstracts to great research in this area. So it's happening. It's really happening, you know? So we have to take responsibility. A doctor is at a, a tough challenge when patients have been conditioned for the quick fix and aren't willing to do the lifestyle changes that are critical. They're not willing to take the responsibility for that eight minutes of breathing a day. So we've got to break this barrier and we've got to gently and lovingly and understand what the problem has been, right? We got to know how conditioned people have been, especially when you're watching TV and you're sitting back after a long day, you're totally susceptible and you're pounded with pharmaceutical ads. Do you know America and New Zealand are the only two countries in the world that allow this? Mm -hmm. So, Yes, pharmaceutical companies have done great things and helped a lot of people, but it's conditioned people to stop being proactive and responsible. So I hope that Qigong is one of the ways that people can say, hey, I can do a little bit and get a lot and make it practical. All right. So now, audience, you know what I always say. I bring people on and I put up their websites or however they'd like to be contacted. And I say, do not wait most of us have multiple devices. You could go there right now to Community Awake and look at what Francesco is up to. I put up his YouTube channel. You know, perhaps you want to reach out to him. Perhaps he's offering a course or a class. And again, Francesco earlier talked about that vibrational frequency and your frequency might be just resonating right now and just vibrating and tingling. And you know, this is your teacher. This is who you need to connect with. And in much the same way that when I first met Francesco at a National Qigong Conference yes, of course, yeah. at Robert Treat Hotel in Newark, New Jersey, where people were together and it was like instantaneous and it was so beautiful and just tears came to my eyes and I knew I had met my next uh, Qigong teacher mm. I just you know felt it it was just this beautiful uh, session loving expression and there were you know however many people you know in that uh, ballroom at the um, at the hotel just moving and breathing and opening and so and that's what i always people say oh you know i, I want a, a female doctor i want a black doctor i want a pink doctor and i and and they do that because that's the kind of superficial reference that we have we make an assumption that if it's like me there's therefore going to be a certain commonality and understanding. And what I always guide people, while on a certain level that could ring true, what it is is you are more interested in the consciousness. So I always give people a series of questions to ask when in search for a teacher, when in search for a doctor, because you want someone that resonates with you. And in that way, we each become the medicine for each other. And Francesco was medicine for me at the time in my life when I had the question, who's my next teacher? And that was all I, who's my next teacher for Chicago? 
who is it? I did not have any idea of who it was or or what the answer would be or how it would come, but I just was in time in search. And as soon as I walked into that ballroom, I knew. I it's knew. about the heart, Carol. You know, it's it's like we are being so asked now to return to that heart space. And whether it's a teacher we're looking for or community that we're in or how we deal with our patients and our clients, if the heart is in front and center, we're not in alignment with where the world needs to be right now. We see it, right? We see it. And maybe never in history have people been like longing for a sincere heart centered approach to life. And that's why I think we got sick as a society and why we will heal if we remember that. And so just like you and I connected, we saw each other's heart. You know, I saw that beauty in you and that sincerity. And there was no question at that point. However it unfolds is going to be a good thing for a lot of people. Yeah. And and let's let's just keep remembering how the heart is engaged, what that means, what mm -hmm. that heart means to open up our intuitive sense of self. And I think that's the, the beauty of it, you know, and we just keep keep doing the best we can and keep remembering and reminding each other because we have this in us. We might not have specificity, but we have essence. And if we can remember that essence inside us, the details will come. Like you say, you find a teacher, everyone will find their pathway if your heart is at the core of your path. Absolutely. And before, you know, the hours flown by already, I'd like you to tell us all what you're up to next. And let's see, we've got a couple more comments in here. A lot more comments in here, actually. So yes, Dr. Kathy, healing is an internal job. Kathy is my colleague from the Center for Mind-Body Medicine. And we have been on this journey uh, for the past year with our course, Unpacking Racism. So yeah. yes, indeed. Change your thoughts, change your body. Yes. Um, all right. All right. So here we go. Part of the problem is getting insurance companies to recognize and accept these various healing modalities. Individuals rely heavily on insurance for financial assistance. Any thought about that? Because I'm just pulling out of the insurance game altogether. And I'm also trying to educate people about having what I call a, a transformational and healing budget that you, you know, you actually budget this because insurance is a game and it has nothing to do with our health or healing. No, it's sad, isn't it? But there are systems in place. I'm actually working with a doctor's group right now in California that is working to change the game. Okay. And by them asking me and the proposal I wrote, which you know what I'm like, everybody, you know, I'm pretty boring. What you've just heard this hour is pretty much my rap, you know? And so I will keep weaving that rap in until it becomes the ninja information flow where it starts to weave into existing systems. Okay. We'll never get insurance to cover it unless it fits into the metrics. And then eventually we'll get out of insurance altogether, let's hope, and have a real healthcare system that takes care of people and that this becomes a fundamental part for everybody without having to worry about not having enough money for it and so forth. So we've got to keep it simple. We've got to keep it distributed out into lots of practices. So a doctor of osteopathy like you, Carol, will 
this will become a fundamental part of your practice. Somebody's doing a pain clinic, this becomes a fundamental part of the practice. All of a sudden, that's the ninja part. It gets invisibly layered into other things that in the transition, insurance companies can't deny. And like I said, that's part of what I'm working on in one project. And then later, it will just become part of the languaging. It'll become part of the healing culture. You know, and 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 I we have to all just hold that intention because if we really care about other people, especially people who don't have enough money for these kind of practices, the ones who are most susceptible to the opioid issues, then we have to infiltrate the system to overcome some of the issues that are our barriers of entry for these people. So stay on it and stay in our heart and we'll discover really cool ways to do this and money won't be an issue. Uh, we have a question from Dr. Dietrich. Any suggestions to help approach educate a patient concerning this? And it's the this about, you know, move or Qigong. So go ahead. Yeah. It's specific. <laughs> yeah. yeah, no, that's a, it's a really good question. And you can't make it too heady. You know, I can go in a certain place with Carol because me and Carol vibe at a level and we can go way off to the outer edges of the galaxy. But with a patient you have seven minutes with who is already coming in with conditioning and issues, you can't talk about this too much. But you can say, hey, I heard there was a really interesting exercise that you can do in five minutes. Are you willing to? It involves breath and a little bit of movement. And you make it so simple. I'll usually do this rolling ball thing. Yeah, and yes. you put, you know, and you, you, uh, there's a name for it, but you don't have to even name it. You say, roll the ball, breathe into it, put your, your, your problem in there and then watch it melt or something like that. Something you can say, like the elevator message, <laughs> something you can say in two minutes that they can walk away with and go, I'll give it a try. Mm-hmm. That that's really the way. I mean, hopefully if they got that, they'll be empowered and take a step to, Hey, would you like to take a class? And then maybe offer something, again, super short, super simple, don't go deep, but get people to start to realize their role in the process and very simple techniques that can help them. My YouTube channel has a lot of little simple exercises. I don't put complex ones up there. So I have really simple, short exercises that if you resonate with, own it and then share it. That's how it works. So yeah, there. So be sure to follow Francesca on yeah, YouTube channel. There it is, right there. Um, you know, and you know, Doctor Kathy, uh, who who does you know hands on work. So where's Doctor? So she loved Ninja Information Flow. She loved it. I teach very simple breath and qigong to my patients. Helps me and helps them. And that's something Perfect. that you know, both of us have. Uh, committed to do and uh, people love this when they just yeah. oh my god you know that discovery yeah. tea, you know it's like and it is it's it's real quick and people can walk out of your office with something profound simple you know in, within that short amount of time that you have and you know both dr kathy and i have stepped outside of the traditional system so we both have the luxury of more time, but even when I was working in the heart of traditional, 
general practice, family medicine, I would find that, you know, two to three minutes to teach something simple, two to three minutes to do a hands-on technique, even while I'm talking to them and, you know, having to, you know, get the information into the electronic medical record. So here is one of my mentees, my dear Patrick, good morning, learning to invest in myself. I am my best advocate learning to ask why and understand information. And he's doing a beautiful, beautiful job. Beautiful. That's awesome. So what are you? Okay. Please post the YouTube channel again. Can't read the a banner. It's going to be in the, um, in the chat, uh, Patricia. So I'm going to just leave up the YouTube channel. There you go. There you go. Depending upon, you know, what you're, what you're viewing and watching on. So we got a a few more minutes. What are you up to? What's next? What's coming up in your world? Oh my goodness. Well, (laughs) I've, I've been pushed to do more online classes, you know, so I'm, I'm really trying my best. I'm an old fashioned guy really at heart. You know, I studied with these masters. I lived with them, ate with them, slept in their clinics in China and around the world. So, but I understand where the world is now. And so I, I've been pushed by my programmers actually to create a new website. So hopefully that will be announced soon and it'll have some online courses that'll be easy and digestible for people to, to do at their own pace. And my new book hopefully will be done this year and uh, just finding time for all this stuff, Carol, you know, while you're trying to do the ninja work with the existing system and trying to get your legacy stuff out. But I, I, I do the best I can, you know, and then they got a family, right? So we all have our families and stuff that we have to attend to. So I'll be driving up to Jersey hopefully in the next week or two and checking out my 90 year old dad and my other eight siblings one of who is a pediatrician who I'm very proud of because when she was a little baby, I used to do Qigong on her belly when she was in the crib. And, and I said, I know this girl's going to be a doctor and isn't that weird. And now she's a pediatrician and she's using Qigong and mindfulness and breath work that I share with her, with her patients and her parents, you know, so. Her is in Jersey, right? Yeah. Yeah. She's in, uh, I think Nutley. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, no, it's yeah, you are the firstborn. So lots of responsibility flowing, flowing downward. I know that's so beautiful. Eight siblings. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So, you know, everybody, I want you to follow Francesco. You know, he said, so the teacher has the teacher. Who's the teacher's teacher? This is the teacher's teacher. And uh, just, you know, really, really beautiful and invite people as always to get get a discovery call with me. You know, you can talk to me. We don't have to be remote from each other. We're finding these ways to connect heart to heart in any way that, you know, the technology. We have people on this morning from all across the country that they probably wouldn't have been on a Sunday morning class with us. You know what I'm saying? There wouldn't have people from Texas. You know, you you and I are in two different states, North Carolina, Jersey. So the technology has afforded us some uh, particular opportunities. So we definitely, you know, want to. And again, old school too. You know, I'm like, you know, there is nothing wrong with um, email, with phone, right. Respond to all of the above. This week during the uh, morning show, what my takeaway with our time together is that during, you know, the, the morning show, since I do have, you know, quite a few, you know, doctors that 
I, I'm so grateful that they choose to spend their time with me this way. I'm going to give everybody a little nugget, a takeaway that you can work with, with your patients, something that you could do, even if you've, you've got that compressed time. So a lot of doctors are experiencing the moral injury and the burnout from feeling like there's so much more I want to do with this patient, but I've got seven minutes or, you know, 20 minutes or, you know, if it's a new patient. Um, but these are little, will be golden nuggets and takeaways that you can teach. And I'll be very specific around my instruction around that this week. So looking forward to seeing all of you and, uh, oh my goodness. Um, so there's the YouTube channel again. Yes, Dr. Dr. Dawn, it is an unfair, disgusting process with insurance. Yeah. <laughs> Patricia just wants to know where do you live in practice? <laughs> she coming for you. So North Carolina right now, but you know, again, at a time when it's uh, safe for us to gather, maybe when uh, Francesco is in New Jersey, we'll get together in my studio and we'll do a webinar for you all. Yeah, beautiful. That? that would be beautiful. We can, you know, invite you to into the Zoom world in the Hollywood squares, and that would be beautiful. And then we can all practice together. Would you all like that? So, yeah, so Linda down in Florida, another Jersey girl. Thank you. Beautiful. Thank you. Dr. Kathy, blessings on your work. And please know it has touched so many. So, yes, yes, yes. Be sure to stay tuned with Dr. Kathy and I as we are be, uh, doing this conference with Integrative Education the last weekend in February. And that's another opportunity. You all are invited to take a seat at the table for the conference. And uh, I'm asked my dear one if he could drop that information in the chat. There's those calendar calls. <laughs> Great show. Thank you, Francesca. I'll be sending you an SASC. <laughs> All right. Ah, maybe he can come to Murray Grove. Yes, we have to do that too, of course. Yes. The DM's doing great stuff at Murray Grove and transforming that place. Yes, he is. Yes, he is. That's <laughs> where the services were yesterday. And it was so beautiful. People actually came and walked the labyrinth. Oh, wow. Of their experience in the service. So, Victoria, thank you for an interesting show. Yes, Bermuda. Thank you, Laverne, who is tuned in from Bermuda. Right and here is the conference. Um, and I'm going to ask Francesco if he'll hang out for a few minutes in the green room because I have another question for him. But this mm -hmm. is the conference where we're going to be talking about, you heard that word today, epigenetics, generational and racialized trauma. And it's a whole, you know, two day conference dedicated to that and using breath work and using movement to mobilize the emotions so that it doesn't stay stuck in the body and therefore can't come out into the world as a lived expression. What we can't reveal, we can't heal. So this is the opportunity for that. Awesome show. Gratitude, gratitude. And on that note, beloveds, I'm going to let everybody go on to their Sunday. Thank you so much mm -hmm. from the bottom of my heart. And I will see you all tomorrow morning for meditation in the time of madness. Good morning. <laughs>
Thank you and blessings. Blessings. Peace.